0: look remember never cared still very relevant still very uh, applicable so
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very special postseason show with Paul, your runner-up. Everybody, we have so much to talk to Paul about, but I want to first let you all know if you want to see any of our past shows back with previous houseguests, they're over at yourrealityrecaps.com BB19. Check out our shows with everybody else uh, who played Big Brother this season. They're all over there. As well as Flashback Times, our blogs, our recap shows from the season, The Trash Wrapped, everything Big Brother 19 is over there on that page, and... Since you're on our website, check out all of our content. We cover a bunch of different shows. Now, you guys are watching The Playback back but if you wanted to see us do it live you should have become a fan on you now at yourrealityrecaps.com slash you now you can hang out in the chat room when we do the shows live but most importantly get alerted every single time that we're live or just hang out and wait here until i post it on the website you could also subscribe on you now and then get the shows instantly but it's better for us if you watch it on the website I mean, subscribing over there, cha-ching, cha-ching. Speaking of cha-ching, cha-ching, everybody, become a patron. If you wanna help support our shows, consider becoming a patron you get access to the patron only facebook group prize giveaways for just for patrons weekly shows just for patrons and now these after shows every time a house guest comes on our show we go live in the patron group for an after show which is like one on one time with uh, your favorite house guest just our way of saying thank you for you guys supporting our shows monthly or you could do a one time donation at urialityrecaps.com slash paypal those are great free ways to uh not free those are great financial ways to support our shows free ways to help support our shows is thumbs up and subscribe if you are watching in youtube if you're on itunes give us a five star rating and a nice review share these shows with your friends those are all great free ways to help us out uh as well just you know spread the word but really cha-ching, cha-ching, helps us bring you guys more shows now look I know this is going to be a great show, but I also know a bunch of you are going to be like, you didn't answer my question. You didn't do this. I hate the way you do your show. Why is your head bobble so much? Why are you talking with your hands? Look, everyone, your time is coming. Next week, that's right, next week, we are going to be starting our contest looking for new hosts. So I'm giving you a head start so you can start preparing. If you think that you guys can host a show, start making a video and let me know why like what kind of show you think you could host, why you'd be good at it, cause I'm gonna be collecting them and we're going to be finding new hosts cause we have a ton of stuff coming up for you guys couple shows with um, big brother house guests. Kevin is going to be hosting an advice show where you guys call in and Kevin uh, answers your questions. It's going to be amazing. We're already covering Survivor. We're starting to cover all the Bravo Housewives shows now. Uh, We have game nights happening on Friday nights. There is so many shows happening. I can't even wrap my head around it. So just get ready. Lots of things launching next week. But look, I need to get to the person that you all want to hear from. It's Paul. How are you doing, friendship? Game boys, dude. Hanging out, um,
0: touching my ear. You know, living the dream. Here I am.
1: What, what was the touching of the ear again? Was I was that- just touching my ear right now. Like, I, not in general. I don't know what touching my ear in general was. but uh. I think it's a secret message, Paul, maybe to a little burrito.
0: Not the ear touch. You know, I think the little burrito was a clear enough uh, message to the
1: uh, little (laughs) burrito. To the little burrito. Uh, (laughs) Well, let's just start there super quickly, Paul, because you have a ton of questions from people that want to know, how are things with you and little burrito?
0: Fantastic. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things in my life that I keep private, keep personal um, with many things, with going with whether past house guests or anything like that. So. Because all of this is so new to me and like being in the public eye and being watched for uh, now six months total. um, There's just a sliver and little bits of me that I like to keep private and personal just so I can, you know, have something for
1: myself and stay away from the madness of being in the public eye, you know. I totally get it, Paul. I totally get it. Um, All right. So then let me just let me get the one other relationship be ish question out of the way right now because of course um i don't know if you heard or didn't hear um christmas uh may have had a little crush on paul so a lot of people want to know have you heard about christmas's uh christmas's paul crush during the yes, season
0: i mean it's hard not to hear about a million things just getting tossed my way but um yeah i mean christmas and i and even Josh, all still have a really good relationship. We call each other, we talk to each other, we text each other, we FaceTime each other. Um, we're all just keeping tabs on one another and all the fun stuff that we're up to and the different projects we're doing. So I definitely know about it, but um, it, it there isn't really much to talk about. You know, these are real people that I have real relationships with outside of this house, and we just maintain close, and we're close friends, and that's really all there is to it.
1: So it is all friendship now um post season. Uh I mean they all said that they all feel super close to you, that you guys are still going on your trip together. So everything good with Josh Christmas and Josh, you just, everything's the same. Like okay. just you we know, don't talk to each why
0: talk to each other on social media and like make it a public thing when I can actually interact with these people? And again, that whole that fills into the whole um privacy thing. It's like, yeah, we publicly spent time with each other for three months, but now it's time to like really get to know who we are as people and spend time together without needing the approval or disapproval of uh, people watching, I
1: guess. Right. So I want to talk a little bit, I mean, again, this show is all about trying to get as many of you and many of these questions in from your fans as we can. I want to start right here with one from uh, Lost and Concrued. Who wants to know, what are your thoughts on fans who uh, claimed that you might have encouraged bullying in the house, but on that same hand, um, harass house guests on social media. So let's start with, what do you want to say? I mean, I know you must have saw that there were articles and stuff about bullying post-season. Do you feel that you were bullying people in the Big Brother game?
0: Um, no. So... What I have to say to that question, I mean, it's a really deep-rooted... I mean, here's here's philosophy, Paul. It's just going to, like, spill mm-hmm. Out. Mm-hmm. Um, As far as the articles of the people who uh, claim that I was bullying people, uh, I don't really... I don't really believe so. And if I tangibly hurt somebody's feelings or, like, dissect what bullying is, right, I didn't go out of my way to, uh, make, to make somebody hurt or sad. There were moments in the game where... Um, I noticed people were upset or, you know, they were they were on their way out and they were crying and those are things that I saw in season 18 and season 19. And there were countless times when I went up to different house guests and said, hey, you know, this experience is crazy, this experience is nuts, if you're ever feeling down, if you you know, the second you're out of here, it's totally yeah. up. It's the game, this is just the environment we're in. I extended my hand a hundred times to things like that. But I guess um, different viewers, different opinions, different players, everybody has emotions, everybody has opinions, everybody's watching something. Um... Bullying the house gets outside of the um, game as far as the fans go. I mean, it's it sucks. It's not it, – it's, it's asking somebody like me, right? That's totally different. For me, I don't give a shit about personal – like people can say shit about me all day long. Like keep it coming. Keep going. I don't care. If anything, I want to use my platform as kind of like an example to understand that, yo, these things don't really matter. Pay attention to the real things in your life. Pay attention to the tangible things, your family, your friends, the things that are going to be there – Tangibly around you, live your life, enjoy. who You don't need the approval or disapproval about people on the internet. Um, as far as the people that do that themselves, that just go out of their way to tell somebody, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, right? Every, that's that's what it is. Everybody has their opinion. Everybody wants to say it. And sure, you have your opinion, but there's a difference between giving your opinion and then going out of your way to to hurt somebody. And I've seen a lot of it. Not only, I mean, I'll see I'll see a lot of them on my way. Oh, glad you lost uh, four to five. I think it's fucking hilarious right? But that's me. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of other house guests, or I know a lot of other people who wouldn't find that so funny, who, who will take things too hard. And that, that's what kind of hurts me. It's like, sure, there's the big brother game. And then there's the post, like, you're already microanalyzing people. And then they don't know, right? They're There's right. they're, they're this little bubble. And they come out to just even more like overstimulation, right? They're already overstimulated because they were put away for so long. And now here you are just saying hateful and mean things to them while they're trying to adapt and understand. Uh, the entire thing that they just went through. So as far as like social media bullying, that's a whole, it's shitty. It's terrible. It's what causes a lot of suicides. It's what causes a lot of depressions in school, in kids in youth. And that's not really something that you want to set an example of whether you're a fan or somebody who goes on a show, don't respond to it. Don't feed into it because you're just setting, you're setting that into more so the public eye. And I think that's the trash we need to get rid of. The, the shit that we need to get out of this world. It's like intentionally going out of your way to hurt somebody's feelings. That's shitty. Uh, I'm sure there's a million people talking right now. Oh well, in the game you were so uh, you were so mean and over the top and right. But in the game, I was playing a game. And my personal philosophy with Big Brother is, in order for you to do well in Big Brother, you got to check your emotions and feelings at the door. You got to you got to leave that all behind. And you're you're just playing a made up game in a world that's make believe. That's the worst. Correct. So. Um, any, any tangible bullying or they say, oh, you know, you were bullying people in the house. If anybody feels that right, way as far as the house gets that they're, they're – like here we are on the outside world. Y'all know how to get in touch with me. If I really hurt your feelings or if I really made you feel a certain way, let's talk about it. Like we're all adults. If you think that I was bullying you for the love of God, please like don't think that I feel that way. You know what I mean? So hit me
1: up. Here I am. If, if I hurt you or made you sad, like please let's talk about it. Like I, it was a – I will say this, Paul. Number one, I uh, Lost and Cruz was saying, I think what she was saying was, it was, it's hypocritical that fans say that you were bullying in the house, and then they turn around and attack people on Twitter. For- I think that's what she was saying. But that's number one. Number two, I'm going to send you a link to a video because I know you like philosophy, and it's from... Um, uh, a, uh, oh God, I want to say like a Yale teacher where he's, it, the whole the whole point of it is, no, you're not entitled to your opinion. It's very interesting. And I think you'll like it from uh, uh that perspective. But what I think people's, and then we're going to move on from this. I think that what people feel about the bullying in the house, because I agree with you. I have said all season long, no one's being bullied in Big Brother. People signed up to play a game for money, if you want to argue semantics about the word, it's just, it's not bullying. It's not. You're all playing a game for money. That being said, I think the specific thing that people have a problem with is they feel like at some points it was personal or it was mean to a level that was personal because I don't want to call it bullying.
0: Right. But I,
1: I think that is specifically the problem that some people have with it, if that matters. Totally. I don't it's hard for me to say, like, again,
0: being, being, I, I've seen a lot of things where people are like, Hey, you know, you, you went a little too, like too much. You played a aggr- you played really aggressively. And it's like, I mean, yeah, I know that. Like, I know I played aggressively. I had to put in my, in my eyes, you know, I'm also a player of the game. Mm. I had to play aggressively. You know, people are like, Oh, everybody was always trusting Paul always behind. Paul. like, I don't know that. Like, <laughs> I'm just as paranoid as all the other people playing this game. Like for all I know, like everybody's, Like I remember every time I'd always be thinking either my plan is going to – it's working like so well or I'm about to get bamboozled. Like they're just seeing me and I'm about to get like blindsided. So every week I came up with – when I came up with a plan, I was like there's no way that this is going to work. Like there's no way. And then it would work and I'm like what the fuck is happening? Like what is actually going on? Mm -hmm. So it's a weird like pull between – okay, well, I pulled off this crazy shit last week. There's no way that like it's going to work again. Or maybe is it? So it was like for me, it was more of like, what can I get away with? How like what can I actually pull off and make work, as opposed to like paying attention to. I don't know, man. Like going through the experience once, like I know what post Big Brother life is like. I know you're with people, how people act inside, outside, what uh, what they want. Like I don't know what they want to do. Is Big Brother their pinnacle? Do they want to be like a reality a person? Right. Are they keep playing? It's just – it splits off into a million different directions and I know um, I guess those relationships outside of the house, it makes almost everything inside of the house a little bit obsolete because it's the real world. This is a game and that's the real world. So I personally tend to value relationships that happen in the real world. So whatever happened in the game, that was fun. High five. Let's do it. We played this weird game. But if you want to talk to me in real life and be actual friends and get to know me for who I am, not – on a TV show, like, let's absolutely do
1: that. And I've kept in touch with a lot of house gets that way. And I just keep it private. Right. And I think that is, I think that is the best way to handle post-year relationships, as you know, because I think um, people like to create drama for drama's sake, uh, sometimes on and social I media. Like,
0: I, I get the whole reality world, the drama, like, I signed up for this show, and then there's always, like, the post-Twitter beef, and let's, like, be in the limelight for a second, and, like, talk... I got better shit to do. Like, I am not – I don't need to show that I'm okay with someone via social media because it matters to you. Like, if I actually care about that person, just know we're talking and texting and keeping each other up to date and FaceTiming and having a good time. But I don't need to, like, prove that. I don't need to be a part of that, like, post-so drama, oh, my God, look at – Right. Not – it's not,
1: that's not myself. See, I feel like you just brought up a good point that I think people overlook. Cause people who, or let's say people that were in huge fans of your game felt it was because they felt like you were controlling everything. And myself too, and I, I was a fan of your game and said, hands down, you deserve to win. But Paul, I will be honest. I was like, if somebody doesn't challenge Paul at one minute, like I didn't want you to go, but I just wanted like you to sweat for a second. <laughs> And for a TV show, I mean, I was right. sweating, but obviously it didn't look that
0: way, right? It didn't look that way because everything I was doing happened, right? And so the edit. Now that I look back on the season, and I I always looked at it as a TV show. Mm-hmm. Like, I go on Big Brother, yeah, it's a social experiment, but at the end of the day, it's a TV show. I'm here to be entertaining. I'm here to, like, cause whatever it is. I'm here to make this shit exciting. So from a TV show perspective, I understand how it could have been, like, you know what? Let's, let's fucking get Paul out of the game. Right. Because... Y'all are so blind that you're just, like, doing what he's saying, what he's doing. Like, this is boring. Somebody do something. Somebody get him out. I get it. But in my position, right, in me playing the game, I'm just like, fuck, how do I pull this off? Every week, I'm like, all right, if I don't pull this off, I'm getting evicted because I'm the only vet. I was thinking almost like how the fans were thinking. Fucking take me out. Like, how has nobody taken me out yet? I would sit down and be like, I mean, obviously, they don't show everything in the DRs, but I'd always be like... How has nobody just turned around and simply just said, yo, this guy almost got second place last year. Why is he still in the game? Like, I was a, I was a new player the first season. And immediately what I say, uh, yeah, let's get Nicole and all the vets out mm-hmm. because they played this game before and they have that experience. So I was thinking in their shoes, like, okay, we need to get Paul out right now. Like, why? you guys are all dumb if you don't get Paul out and continue the game. I was thinking the same way. But I also had to think. Okay, how do I make that not happen? Because if I just get evicted and eliminated, okay, what was the whole point of Paul coming back? To sit back and just, oh, hi guys, friendship. Oh. No, I wanted to come back and challenge myself and see if I could pull off being the only vet in the game and making it to the end. And I accomplished
1: my goal. I did exactly what
0: I wanted to do.
1: Right. And, and I honestly think that that's a great point of what I was saying before, that I think a lot of people forget is that because of the way the show was edited... It made it really. We never saw your vulnerability in the edit, is my point. We never saw you being afraid that you were about to go week to week. Every week. And,
0: every week I had that anxiety. Every week I was like,
1: fuck, okay, I pulled that off last week. What do I do this week? Which
0: is why I would always throw HOHs because I always needed to be able to compete. If I caught wind of like, holy shit, like three people caught on to my BS and uh, shit's about to go south, at least I can compete this week. Right. So that's behind a lot of the throwing competitions. Yeah, I wanted certain people to do my dirty work, but a lot of it was, Paul, you need to be able to compete. I, I had confidence in my competition skills against the people in the house. I was like, yeah, I'm getting beat, or they're good in these comps, but I know there are certain comps that I'm going to win. That like right. I, I could assess their skills so far unless they're throwing comps without me knowing, but based off of what I've assessed, I feel pretty okay in these style comps or like from my, my grasp. But a lot of it was to keep myself eligible to play because I never knew when some would just, all right, let's get Paul the fuck out of here. <laughs> it just never happened. So
1: I don't know. And you were playing every second. Like this is every- the thing people who I don't understand how anybody could, who's a big brother fan couldn't be a fan of the fact that you played that game 24-7. Like, I was convinced if you made breakfast and you put toast on your plate, where you sat... 100%. Every moment. Here's the thing. So, (laughs) look, the first time I played Big Brother, I wasn't playing
0: 24-7. I was hanging out, doing stupid shit, being funny. The friendship chats were more often. If you notice, the friendship chats were less because I didn't have fucking time to do it because I was, Mm -hmm. like, constantly either talking to this person or planning this seat or doing that. I was planning, just I was doing things. I was playing the game left and right. Every conversation meant something for something. Um, everything was a planted seed for something else because that's what I came back to do. I didn't come back to just be on a TV show this summer and like, oh my god, everybody look at me. I came back to play a fucking game. And before Big Brother 18, I, I mean, I, wa- I grew up knowing what Big Brother was. You know, I watched like one season here or there, but I'm, I wasn't a fucking massive fan. You know, I wasn't a massive, huge, diehard die super fan. And I'm not going to start telling people that I was. Um, and I didn't really learn and understand Big Brother until I played it. And that's when I fell in love with it, was last year. Mm-hmm. I understood mm-hmm. it. I saw how different the game is because there isn't one way to win it. There's so many different ways and different things you can do, which made me infatuated with it. I was like, this is such an interesting concept. And I see it for what it is. I wonder how else I could play this game. Did I know I was going to be the only returning vet? Fuck no. Like, that's not enticing. You know, the first like few days I was waiting to see if anybody else would pop in through those doors. I was like, hey, maybe there's uh, another fucking person I can like put
1: this spotlight on. But it wasn't. If they would have told you, if they would have said, Paul, you are going to be the only one going back. Would that have changed your decision to go back at all? Would have been extremely like disheartening. I would have been terrified.
0: Yeah, I was terrified. The first, I was absolutely terrified. I was like, "This was like, how do they expect me to win? Like, this is a joke. Like, I can't win. I can't win this season because how the fuck am I gonna get past sixteen, fifteen people?" Right. Like, it it was gnarly to me. But then I was like, "All right, well, don't give up. Let's see what's Let's see what's gonna go down." Mm-hmm. And I just I had to play an aggressive game. I had to be ten steps ahead of everybody, or else they'd catch up. And guess what? They didn't catch up, but they didn't vote for me. So. There's different flaws, different arguments, but I didn't know what else I could do. And a lot of people, I'm sorry, I'm just going off no, on No,
1: no, no, I'm letting you go. Well, wait, let, let's address that for a second, because I think, or I don't think, I will say, we've had all the people on now who were the ones that voted against you, and all of them kind of said the same exact reason was that, you didn't own what you did in your goodbye messages. Like, and now I don't know because they all seem like they voted personally and they all admitted that they voted personally and that it wasn't based on game. But do you think that if you would have changed your goodbye messages, that that would have helped? Here's why I think that that's not. Okay. Because during the times that people were being sent
0: out, Right. Right. It was never like a good, it's never a good environment when you're getting sent home. Except for maybe like, Matt was chilling. Matt like loved Raven, wanted to see her go far. He wanted a serial. Matt was chilling. Matt was like, "Eh, whatever, fuck it, I'm going." Mm-hmm. But like for the most part, um,
1: let's see the people who didn't vote for me. Like, let's talk about their goodbye messages. Like, if it was Alex, if it was Jason. Where well, Alex and Jason were the turning. Well, Jason was technically the turning point. Pa- Jason was what I was like, uh, I'll just be honest. For me, I at first I felt it wasn't fair. I was like, they just blew up Paul's game by leaving. Um, Josh's goodbye message to Jason immediately followed by yours. So like, I don't know if you watched it yet. So basically you were I, I, like, Jason, I, I didn't, I didn't want to do this. And oh God, if you're leaving, blah, blah, blah. Immediately followed by Josh going, this was all Paul's idea, Paul's behind it. And I'm sorry, but I got to do what Paul said. So bye, Jason. And I was like, how is that fair to expose Paul's game? But then the argument that was made to me was That was part of Josh's game. That was Josh's game. That he knew he couldn't take you on in the house. He had to fight you outside of the house, meaning in jury, where you couldn't I guess, you know, if I he had to send the truth to jury. But see, I don't I don't know if the truth is always what like for example, those volatile
0: situations, right? Right. Um, they – everybody – again, I had to make such a personal connection with people that that's the only way that I could stay in this house. If mm-hmm. I was not an asset for these house guests, I was a threat because why the fuck are you going to keep around the guy who wants second place unless he's going to help you go far or unless he's going to do something for you? Like it's common right. logic. Why keep somebody who's done so well in the game unless I'm benefiting from it, right. right? Unless like in some weird way he's going to help me win. So I had to get everybody on that thinking board because if they didn't see me as an asset, then they would just get rid of me week after week after week. And I did that in Big Brother 18. I didn't want to fucking be on the block seven times and have to like – so I wanted to try a different a different approach, see if I could actually set plans into play, set um, different schemes, different things, see if I could make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I played differently. If I just walked in, I was like, hey, I'm B- Paul from BB18. second place, fucking play his fucking friendship. I'd be on the block every fucking week. And, like,
1: like who wants that stress and anxiety? Not me. So. Well, they kind of made you have friendship, right? They they pushed friendship right from the start with your friendship bracelets. And, and another funny thing is I'm hearing, you know, production help, Paul. So. Oh, we were going to go there next, but go ahead. So what do you want to say? Man, shut the Like, get the fuck
0: out of here. Production helped me so much.
1: Okay, being the only vet. Yeah, you have
0: 15 new players. And then, and then it's it's me. And people are arguing, oh, well, you've played this game before. You have experience. Yes, absolutely. But the game changes based off of the people in the house. Right. Like it's the different personalities you're with, the different characters, different like athletic types, mental types. That makes the game completely different. So you can never really recreate the same game twice. So even though you have an experience of like the concept of the game, so do super fans. So do anybody else. But obviously playing it is, is totally different but you're never playing the same thing twice. You never put in the same exact scenarios twice, the different twists, X, Y, and Z, all that shit. So three weeks of safety right off the bat. I was at a point where I was like contemplating taking it because I was like, oh shit. I, you know, this might bring more bad than good to me because if, in that moment I had thought that, um, you know, I was kind of cool with those beginning eight people. I was like, eh, they totally want to get me out. I don't know if they're gonna get me out if i take this on like is and it gets exposed is that going to fucking just blow my game out of the water like wow look at him 3 weeks of safety as soon as the 3 weeks are up like let's get this dude out and that's that was the mentality immediately after that I was exposed a lot of people were like hey we got to get him out like after 3 weeks boom let's get him out right um, so i had that time to strategize to think like okay how once this 3 weeks is up like what the hell am i going to do because clearly i'm not I'm, I mean, I was, they tried to put me on the block, but then there was all these things. Oh, you wouldn't have had the numbers. He, you wouldn't have gone anyway, this and that. But it's easy to say that post. But in the moment, I thought, holy shit, like, this is, what do I do? Uh, I have this three weeks of safety. I don't know who to trust. I don't know what to do. Cody nominating. People are telling me like nobody knew anything, but that's hard to believe. So in that moment, I was kind of just like, shit, I need to come up. I need to come up with a game plan and I got to come up with one fast because I'm out of here. Um, and friendship bracelets that people are like, Oh, they helped you so much with the friendship, What The fuck I walked into the house. And in 30 minutes in, before I even got to know people's names, I had to like one person goes home based off of the fact that I didn't give them a friendship bracelet. And it's like, I don't know who's made friends, who's made alliances at this point, or like the, the brief bullshit, you know, like the quick, right. and I'm like, I'm about to get it. one of them is going to have to take my place. That's I'm going to have to take their place. That sucks. And I was actually, I don't know if they showed that. I was, like, sad about it. I was like, fuck, I love this game. I want people to experience this game. And having experienced it before, I get to take that away from someone. That's shitty. I feel bad. But what can I do? I didn't ask for that. I didn't be, you know, I'm, this is just a situation I'm facing. Right. So, sure, I made eight people happy with the friendship bracelet. But I also pissed eight people off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I split the house. And not, it didn't necessarily correlate that the people I gave the friendship bracelets to were had my back. Because towards the
1: end, most of them were gone before, even the ones I didn't give the braces to. Right. I mean, let me say this. I think if we're believing what the people have said now on this show, which it's been a little while, they've all been on this week, they all would have voted you out if you didn't have protection when Cody nominated you. So if we're believing them or not believing them, everyone kind of did say that. I always want Big Brother to start fair, but there is no way to make it fair when there's one returning player, because you're right, you're the biggest target. And obviously, everyone's going to go right after you. So how is that fair to you? Why would you even bother coming back when you're clearly going to have this giant target from being a returning player? So how do you make it it fair. It, and I don't think that anybody should blame you for it, nor should anyone blame any of them for it. It's the game. It's expect it's, yeah, the yeah, unexpected. Like,
0: I, I see a lot of, like, people saying shit about, like, it's just the way the game was. Oh, why Richard? It's like, fuck me, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I didn't know, you know, I was just like, oh, you're gonna... I didn't know what the stipulations or the scenario was gonna be. I just came back, and I made a promise to myself, hey, you're a vet. Play the fucking game. Don't float on by. Don't just skate. Don't just scoot. Come play a game and do it differently. See what... Push to the limit. Fuck it. Play it. And I think I did. All
1: right. Now, here's something that you're getting from a ton of people as well, which I totally forgot about. And I want to see what you have to say about it. I and a lot of people were for sure, for sure, Paul, (laughs) that that H.O.H. later from your mother, (laughs) which was like, you, the zoo is going great today. There is an elephant and the elephant is or whatever. It just I was like this has got to be code. Is this code? <laughs> it was just very specific in a funny way that <laughs> like, like the, the way updates. it was formed. What do you want to say about it? Are you talking about the updates from my pets? Was it the pets thing? Okay, maybe, maybe the update. Was it, was it pet updates? Yeah. Okay, so it, pet updates. I, it's like your zoo as in like all
0: the animals that
1: I own. Right. I have three cats and three dogs. So Okay, so <laughs> you're... So, but my point is... I want to let you say what you want to say about it, because a big thing this summer was whether people like us were joking about it or people were really believing it. A lot of people were like, oh, that had to be code. So you're going on record and saying not code. It was really pet updates. Code for what? Like
0: giving me clues in the house?
1: I don't know. That's crazy. I saw some.
0: I, I didn't really look too much into that, but that's. Oh, no, that's gnarly. Really, I mean, my dogs had uh, one of them had to get like neutered and this and that, and one of them was getting old and he was having hip problems, all this other shit. So my, I told my mom, if there's any hoh that are like, you better let me know that my pets are okay or what's going on because that's what occupies my mind like a lot of the time is my pets. Right. And, like, doing.
1: And and wasn't one of them like not doing well? Is it is your pet well? Like wasn't yeah. there?
0: Okay, so they're all good. It was it was something with his hips, but like we changed his diet and he
1: lost some weight
0: because they're okay. massive. Yeah, no. okay. Okay. You want to make me a little older.
1: All right. Um Kelly uh Kulowski wants to know, how do you feel about Raven's Stories now? We got great edits uh, from Paul in the DR about um uh, Raven's Stories and I'm sure now outside of the house you might have seen Raven Exposed party. I like Raven's uh Stories now. I kind of I believe that Raven uh, is a good person that doesn't intend to lie or manipulate anyone after speaking with her. But what do you think about Raven now?
0: I would like to say the same thing as you. I don't think that she's trying, like actively trying to. I really don't think that Raven yep. is yep. intentionally doing that. Um, that being said, a lot of the things that she was saying in the house, I mean, I was questioning it in the house. But I was in the house. So, if anybody knows anything about being social, when somebody is telling you something or like a so story, you're just gonna fucking nod your head and mm-hmm. smile. Oh, yeah, absolutely, big time. Sounds good. But like a lot of the times, even things that not only Raven was in my head, I was just like, fuck? Like, there's no way. And then, um, you know, you don't have Google, you don't have fact check. We're in there. So, it's like a lot of the shit that sometimes Raven would say, I'd be like, fuck, there is no way rough kneecap syndrome is like a medical term. But I'm like, but what if it is, and I'm that guy who's fucking making fun of, like, this terminally ill girl, like, fuck, I'm at such a, I'm at such a pull here, like, do I call? So it's like, you don't really have the means to, to call bluffs, or call questions, or ask questions, right. because you're just, I don't know, fuck, it might be real.
1: I mean, and she she's a lot, like, and she even said, like, on our show, she was like, look, I lied about some of this stuff. <laughs> she was like, I, sometimes it's just talk to talk. But that's why I think Raven is funny. Like, I think she's just like, I just like talk. Like I don't I – don't, I don't know, man. Like I don't – She's funny. I like her. There's all types of – there's all
0: types of – ty- of, of type. what the fuck am I trying – there's all types of people in this world. Like right. there are people who do bizarre shit. There are people who do weird shit and it's just like – I mean people are – people are weird. Everybody's weird. Everybody's a little weird. If you don't think you're weird, you're definitely fucking weird. So uh, it, I don't know. That's yeah. the whole point of your brother. Put a bunch of weird personalities together see what happens.
1: Now, I'm going to speak for me, and I'm not speaking for you. I'm speaking for me. Someone who I don't think was weird, who I think is just a big trash bag, uh, is Cody. And Susan Weaver wants to know, how do you feel about Cody winning America's favorite player? Um, I mean, I answered this in a little, pretty
0: all my post-show phone interviews. Yeah. Confused. Um, I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, there's obviously a different, maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm, uh, when he walked in, told me he didn't like me. He never, we never really started on a good foot from the second he walked in. He was just like, a not, not a team Paul party. And I was like, all right, well, fuck this guy doesn't like me. And it doesn't seem like that's going to change. So it was a uh, natural butting heads there, but, um, I don't get it. I genuinely, truly don't get it. Um, but it is. I mean, it is what it is. Would I don't you know if get it. You had a personality he showed, or like what was shown to America, or what what it was, but I wouldn't have voted him America's favorite player. But that's
1: me. So everybody has different opinions on things. And I will say this is the the feeling of majority of people. Obviously, majority of people that are Paul fans is it seemed like maybe it was more so people who weren't Paul fans just trying to be like "f you, Paul." <laughs> that's a that's a theory, I, which. That's- but I don't get it. Like, how is that an You fault? like, I wasn't Because they think that that would have upset you to see that he got the favorite player. See, but, like, here's why not Paul fans
0: would think that. Right. Because Paul fans know that I literally don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like congratulating somebody or, like, somebody winning America's favorite. Like, and you voted that way out of a fuck you to me. Do you, Do you sleep better at night now? Or are you... Are you like, okay? Like, does that help you out in your real world? Like, cool. I I don't know. It doesn't – it's just fu- – I, I think a lot of this shit is just funny. Like, yeah. I think it's funny. Like, I see certain, like, conspiracy theories mm-hmm. or, like, Ugh. I was, like, quiet. He's just like, Matt, my fucking iPhone camera was broken. Like, the new iPhone was coming through. So it's just, like, all these, like, things that I read and I'm like, that's fucking hilarious that people actually think that either that's how I feel or that's what I'm thinking or that's what this scenario was. So – I don't know.
1: A lot of things that I just like laugh off and I'm like, okay. You just have to find it funny because if you don't laugh at it, then, you know. Um, Let me ask you this because uh, you were talking about throwing comps before and and how you were doing the comps. And Becca wanted to know, uh, did you throw the scales so that you wouldn't? I didn't didn't want to win the scale comp. And there was a few reasons then because at that point,
0: um, Josh Christmas and I had a really good connection. We had a really good bond, and that's not something that, like, anybody can negate. Like, Christmas, Josh and I had a good – like, a genuine – we were just, like, cool. We were cool people, and we got along, like, for a a majority part of the game. And towards the end, you know, a lot of people are shitting on Christmas for, like, not – you know, oh, Christmas, you threw your game away, this and that. And it's like, okay, so people are viewing it from a game perspective. But again, inside there, as you know, people can get very personal, emotional – Things come into play, and like decisions that are made are very like an influx on like experience slash emotion. So I don't think it's fair to like shit on people for for certain decisions that they make in the game because that's just the position they were in the game. Mm. But at that point, because we were all so close to each other, I knew that if I had won and kind of like ditched one of them, I'd probably lose that vote. I don't know in a weird in a weird way because even though we were all like happy for each other and we all you know oh any of us of us wins we're gonna be happy accurate but of course we also want to win and right. we also want to win something so it's like as happy as I'm going to be that you're winning I'm also going to be a little unhappy that I'm not right. so I knew that there's no way that you're that one of us were not feeling that way after a hundred fucking days of being in the same experience there's no way that we were all not feeling the same thing so it's just a matter of I had I think that I had positioned myself in the end so well that Josh I mean Josh took me up so that, that was a plan. I did a final two deal with him really, really early on because I knew that that's probably how it would play out. I would win the physical final HOH and Josh would win the mental HOH. Just, and I almost – Christmas is fucking strong. Mm-hmm. So I, that she gave me a little bit of a run on that one comp because she's just jacked. She's strong. Uh, so that's, that's when it was a scary point was that unicorn comp because I was like, holy shit, this girl is strong. Uh, even with a bum leg, fuck me. Like this is, this is hard. Uh, but after that, I knew that I would be in that spot no matter what. And to extra, extra, extra secure my, um, I guess that that one vote, because I knew I needed votes. Yeah. I knew something. I just knew that I needed them. Like I could tell that something was like, either it wasn't gonna be a clean, clean sweep. It might have just come close. But um, I had Christmas's vote, and then which was awesome. And I guess that plan worked. But in the long run, I guess my plan didn't work. But I. I more so was defeated by the fact of winning from the beginning. So I just, I really just wanted to see how far I could make it. And I made it
1: far. Okay. Uh, Martin 92 wants to know, most returning players mimic the style of the winner on their season. Were there any specific things that you took from Nicole's game playing this season?
0: Um, other than calling,
1: getting the snake name. Just kidding, Nicole. That was funny as hell. She's
0: not watching though, Go ahead. Other than like the snake title, uh, I guess to lay back a little bit, like to lay back and kind of let things happen. I learned a lot last season. I learned a lot from the vets. They were like, "Yo, dude, this next few weeks, have fun. Like, enjoy. Let let other people create drama that you're not a part of." So I definitely took from that, and I needed to, because like if the vets were giving me that advice last year, I mean, I'm a vet this year, so it, I I kind of took a little bit of their advice and a little bit of like my perception of what it was to play against vets and what it was to be up against the vet in the end. So I kinda like how I personally was feeling and I kinda attached it there. I took Nicole up to the end because I had a genuine connection with her because I think she played the game just as hard as, you know, hard. She played a hard game, just as hard as me, as hard as anybody, she had cuts on her legs, she made it and I took her to the end. So I was hoping I could make some sort of connection like that with somebody else and I think I did with Josh.
1: And you would From, say Christmas too, right? I mean, I would say you had them with both of them. I mean, just in the sense of like getting up to the final two. Right. But Christmas as well. I made, the the shitty thing is, is
0: I made a lot of good connections with everybody. Right. And that's just part of my social game is I needed to make good amends with the entire house. And obviously the people I didn't make the amends with, code. right? Even Jessica at certain points, like it was, it was pretty okay. Mm-hmm. But Cody was just the, like, "I'm anti-Paul," and it's like, "Hey, I'm the anti-Paul party," and if anybody is this way, you're dumb. You're this way, you got. It, it was like this whole thing, and mm-hmm. I could, see, being I could see what was like. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more aware of like, "Hey, this is a TV show. This is I get the exciting drama that they're trying to pull at this point, mm-hmm. and I, and it's like this is what it is.
1: So. So, okay, so let me ask you this, um, and you got this from a lot of people. Annette Gazelli wants to know, Paul, why specifically did you pick Christmas for the skydiving punishment? It seemed like a weird choice with her broken foot. Was there some reason behind it that maybe we didn't know?
0: Oh, I thought, I I mean, I talked
1: about it. I don't know, I guess. But, um, I just thought it was funny. First yeah. I was trying.
0: I was trying to do Cody at first because I thought it would be fun. Because at that point, we were on talking terms. We were joking. We we got it. We were like, hey, you know, oh, we hate each other. But, like, this would be funny. Shoot, And he was just like, "Mm." no. So I was like, all right, you're not down. You're just, like, pissed. So you don't. I'm like, Cody. He's like, absolutely not. I was like, well, it's not your choice. But you're kind of sour about it. So I'm not picking you. But I thought Christmas would be funny because she's just over here scootering her ass around everywhere. I thought it was funny to see, like, an attachment skydive, like, just with a scooter. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought it would be
1: funny. I thought, I thought it was funny. Uh, Maximus mom wants to know what season did you enjoy playing more, 18 or 19? Quickly before that. And to obviously double check, I asked with
0: I asked Chris I was like, "Is your leg going to be okay? Is this going to be like a burden? Are you going to be in pain?" Right. And he was like, "No, no, this is going to be fun. I'm so down." So Okay. Further that question. Um which season did I enjoy playing more? Yep. Um that's a tough one. Obviously, I, like Big Brother 19 is so fresh to me that I'm just like full of those like experiences. But let's put it this way. I had a lot more of like a difficult time the first year because it was all new. Right. It's all new. I kind of didn't know what to expect. I I was just kind of like figuring it out and surviving and kind of scheming, but like struggling and and fighting but this season, I was kind of like, all right, let's 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 hit it with a different approach. Let's try to play like a giant chess game. Mm-hmm. Let's play a giant chess game with Big Brother. And I thought that was fun. It was more exciting to me because I was like, all right, I have this plan. And then like throughout the week, I'd be like, all right, so here's what I think is happening. I could, be... And then it would happen. So it was like a lot of like – it was more fun because there was gratification. Right. It was like, right, in the beginning of the week, I have this idea and I'm going to do this. Oh, wait, shit, it happened. Let's see what else I can do. So it was a little bit more gratifying because I was actually pulling things off. And like blowing my own mind sometimes. I was like, how the fuck did that? How did they not like just be like, hey, by the way, is Paul like saying he's gonna like be in a final three with you? Cause he's totally like,
1: I don't know. It was just, I was like, there were certain points where I just looked around and be like, how the fuck is this happening? So are we, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so are we. We were I like, see, what, when what? are these people gonna do something? Dude, when, so I, like, I get it. I get it. People are like, all right, fuck. It was just you doing
0: everything. And like, people were like, oh. But it's like, it's not like they were like, I guess you could say blindlessly following me, but like if I I put in a lot of footwork, like I had a lot of bullshit conversations that Lord knows I didn't need or want to have, but I had in order to pull these things off. So it wasn't as simple as these people are idiots. Like I was putting in the footwork. Don't act like it was just like I was flipping my beard and all these things were fucking happening. No, it was, it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of seed planning, remembering this, this, that, that, that.
1: It was one big chess game. That is 100% what I think people need to realize is that those people never thought to question you because they believed in your alliance. You played the game and them so well that it's not just like they're stupid. They believed in you. Saying some shit like, oh, Paul, you know, you didn't own up to your game in the... the it's
0: like i have a fucking minute to speak and i think i i think i said the the important like i was like i positioned myself between three pairs then they i had made it in a way where i didn't have to win anything Mm -hmm. and they were all just taking each other out while i fucking made my way to the end with a pair that i needed to and i won myself to this spot so i was like i think i laid out what i did pretty well but i I don't know what people wanted me like, oh i played you all like based off of the attitudes that i was dealing with in the house people are like oh well if he just came Like, I don't think that... I think they're just saying that as, like, a... It's a talking point. As a scapegoat. Yeah. But in that moment, if I nudged in their face, like, oh, I beat you, and this is how, it's like they already know that they beat me, that I beat them, Mm because I'm still in the house. But it's like if I kind of, like, added salt to the wound and was like, sorry, I played you, they weren't going to go there and be like, wow, that's real. They, They would fight over petty shit. They'd fight over cereal. They'd fight over, like, fucking cat ears, pouring coke down the drain. We'd fight over, like stealing pillows we would fight over the stupidest shit Mm -hmm. so fighting about your chance at winning five hundred thousand dollars and you just getting duped by me i don't think that's gonna make you feel better about the decision you're making towards the end so i don't think that that's personally again i don't think that that would have made it better because the people who who saw my strategy matt matt and raven they were bamboozled by me i also promised them final three but they set sat back and looked at it same with kevin you know, and Christmas, I mean, I was cool with Christmas up until a point, but she even knew the things I was doing on the side because that was also part of my strategy. Yep. I would sit on Christmas down and be like, hey, should I be finally promising these people like final deals so that they feel good with me? So I'd always be telling people what I was doing yeah. and then keep doing it. And they just would
1: like blind to it. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'd be like, hey, what this is what I'm gonna, oh, uh, well, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm just like kind of. Okay, three things, number one, Ah, uh, yeah, we saw it. That's why I say you were playing every minute. There wasn't one plan that you had where there, like, none of your plans ever failed because you had two backup plans to the plans in place in case the plans started to fail, which we thought were I don't brilliant. Be a fucking plan C and a plan D to bring it all back together, and it was like.
0: I don't know, man. I had fun. The whole point. I, I signed up to play a game. I played a game. I made it to the end as the only vet. Like every, I came out, people were mad. Like, I don't understand.
1: <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I just think the people that are mad are sometimes easier noticed than the other ones. But I'll say this to you about the your jury speech and owning it. I think that's a talking point for fans or people like us to have something to talk about because I did ask every single Again, person that voted for you and didn't vote for you on the show. And they all said their answers are already made up. It wouldn't have mattered what you said. They all knew how they were voting before you ever answered any of those questions. So So I guess the finale is just obsolete if that doesn't matter. Yeah, I—I I mean, people are here. So, so well, let me ask you this, and I apologize. I don't know specifically which one of you. There's a million questions. Questions are breaking. There's so many questions, but I know you got this a million times. Did you hear that Cody, um, said when he was doing his backyard interviews that basically it didn't matter the people that voted against you made a pact to vote against you regardless. That it it didn't matter if you were there next to Kevin, Christmas, Josh, that they made a pact saying, whoever is against Paul, that's who we vote to win. And before you answer that, I'll just say, everybody denied that pact on this show. But Cody did say it in the backyard.
0: But I don't... Because I got a lot of questions like that in my backyard interview, which is right after... And like, they wouldn't be asking me that and I'll be making it up because all sources and outlets were asking me pretty much that. And I was like, my answer was Sam. I'm like, that's pretty crazy if they felt so, like if that's what they did, like, is that how the game works, I guess? Is that you're just upset? But I guess it does. If you piss off the jury that much to where they just making a pact so you don't win, it's like, then I guess I fucking piss people off. Sorry, like, sorry, you guys felt so strongly about it Um, again. Maybe it was the fact that I was the only vet and I was able to separate uh, the fact that, hey, this is all make-believe. But, like, the second we're out of here, it's different. But, like, in this make-believe world, I'm going to do what I can to win. Uh, no hard feelings. But, again, these house guests who want to talk about or claim that I was bullying, they were all involved in shit like that. It's like, oh, Paul was leading. What the fuck am I, a shepherd? Like, get, get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not – I was having private conversations with each person and pretty much vocalizing all the things that they would tell me or would be too -hmm. too scared to either do or say because they looked at me. Like, oh, you're the vet, like, you should do this. You should lead this. Oh, we don't want to verse the battle back person. You should do it. Like, everybody was just, they wanted me to do and say what they were thinking. So it almost felt like I was playing the game for everybody. And there were certain points where I'm like, okay, I'm relaying this message to this person about this person about that. I'm like, what the fuck, why aren't they doing it? But I'm like, hey. Maybe it's better that I do it because then it's like I'm that I'm the plug mm-hmm. I'm the plug the social game. If these people are too afraid to voice their thoughts, I'll voice it for them. But I'm
1: also the credible source for it. So, but I, sure. But in doing that, then you do see how sometimes it comes off where then it's easy to say that you were that you were the leader of it. Like if you're doing it for them because they're asking you to do it, then it's easy to edit you into being.
0: I already knew the way that I was gonna, I was editing a little bit like villainous a little bit. I knew that it's obvious. Like <laughs> when you're, when you're playing it, when the, the position that I'm forced against, it's like, okay, if I'm the only playing bet against 15 people mm-hmm. playing an aggressive game, like what else do you want me to do? Like you want me to just, you know what I mean? Like I, I I chose to play an aggressive game and it took me to the end of the game. So I think, and I lost again by one vote, which is fucking hilarious. Like it's, it's really funny, which is why I'm glad I wore the same shirt because oh my it just- God, Paul,
1: yes, why? Cause it's funny as fuck. <laughs> it's okay. so, funny. and people they're like, "Oh my god, like you, was
0: funny." You lost four hundred fifty uh, grand. Fuck off. There's more to life than winning and losing. There's more to life serious. than money. Like I came here to play a game. I played the game. I had a good time. And if anybody genuinely feels hurt or upset or bullied by me in the house, here I am, bud. Let's talk about it. I'm, just, I would great There's nothing more that I want to do than clear that up. Because if I made you feel bad about yourself or something like, that's terrible. I would never want you to feel hurt or go Like I would personally, no, like I was under the assumption that we were all playing. Maybe that's under the same fields, under the same ideologies. i would constantly be like, guys, check your emotions. It's not worth it. People, I, I don't know, man. I, I see a lot of things. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and try to address every single one of them because I don't, I know what's true. I know what's not true. And I, <laughs> a lot of it is laughable. It's not even worth Bringing up to talk about because I'm like, yo, my thought process was so far and few between that that it's like, right. that's not even worth me mentioning because it's a fucking joke. Have you have you watched any of it back yet? No, like I don't I don't understand what the fans' infatuation with like, oh, did you watch it? It's like, damn, homie, I just like Big Brother just encompassed my mind for hundred days, twenty four seven. Like, do you think I'm gonna come out and just watch? Like, no way. Like, I spent the past few weeks writing music. I have other projects, you know, the clothing company, the friendship braces. Like, I came out to a fucked up world I, I'm, I'm sure you guys know that but i came out to a fucked up world and that in and of itself is like a little bit of a setback like there's more important shit that we need to be talking about than the drama that goes on big brother and i understand i was on that show and it's funny and let's talk about it but like there's like serious shit going on in the world and the fact that like i don't have the interest right now to talk about the funny minuscule job like we just did that three months you guys can go back and watch it i'll talk to about my experience this is fun but like I'm not about to have drama on Twitter when there's fucking people dying or people being in a hurricane, floods, people who, real people who need real help. And I'm not going to waste
1: my time just... Right. Well, <clears throat> dumb. I don't know. <laughs> here's here's my point to wanting to know if if you watched it. I don't necessarily think that you got the bully edit, is my point. I don't know if that makes you feel, feel better or, or feel whatever.
0: I don't think you really did. A lot of... Okay, so I get... People are coming up to me, not nah, stop talking about my games. And, and like, nope, they're like, this whole bull like, like, we didn't even get the bullet. Like, we don't, uh, and then the live viewers are like, oh, you were totally bullied. But like, I don't, I didn't walk around back, like, hey, you know what? You're really fat. So why don't you, like, that's crazy shit. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, my intentions were not to personally hurt somebody's feelings. Right. And, um, I don't know. I just took, I, it was, it was social, mental warfare for me. It was like, hey, let's, let's fucking create this drama. Let's create this chaos. Big Brother is chaos. It gets hot. This house, different personalities. Like there's a natural chaos that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I I like the chaos. I like Big Brother when there's a little bit of chaos. Like when it's boring and kumbaya, let's hold our hands. And like, oh, you guys want to volunteer to be nominated or like – it's just not – I don't know.
1: Well, let me, well, let me uh, ask you this, because, oh my God, we have like less than 10 minutes left. Um, and you have a lot of people that do want to know uh, stuff that is coming for you and what's coming on, uh, you know, coming up for you next. So first, I just want to say, because you, you just talked about it, you are doing these uh, friendship bracelets, which um, now where is it going to? You're doing it for like Red Cross, I thought okay. that I saw. Apparently the Red Cross was a huge JK because like I opened it
0: up to my fans and I was like, look, I don't know much. I haven't been here. I've been gone. So if there are like tangible, credible um, charities that are a little bit more or different than Red Cross or actually like sending the help and the benefit when and when they are where they are. Uh, So I got flooded with a different tons of different ones. Uh, I'm pretty much going to go through my Twitter comments, see which one got like the because there was a few that were liked and favored and were like, hey, this one is awesome. Like, please donate to that. So there is. I want to do it to all the hurricane reliefs. So, all three of them: Maria and the one in Texas, one in Florida. Right. I don't know. all those I don't either. Um, and the the Las Vegas shooting. So now that that happened, like it, that needs that needs you, the families. The it's fucking crazy. Like this is fucking crazy. So, um, I'm releasing the friendship bracelets. They're not. They're coming in on Tuesday. Uh, there was a slight like they made a mistake on something. I wanted them to fix it. Uh, So they'll be on Tuesday, but I am putting up a pre-order for today because that's what I promise people and just know that they'll ship out on like Tuesday or Wednesday. But I'd rather get this money donated as fast as I can and I'm going to show all the screenshots and caps and like I ain't doing any fucking weird shit. 100% of these fucking friendship bracelets are going exactly where the hell I'm sending them to. And if they do really well, I'll keep doing it until like the first batch is is raising $4,000. So I'm just going to split it $1,000 evenly four ways. For the four causes and send it over and if they do well i'll continue it because if i could spread making fans happy they get a friendship bracelet, and i want them to know that the money they're spending is going to tangibly making an effort to help to like
1: act help people that literally right now need it so and you talk very fast paul so i just want people to understand because this is a huge reason why we supported you this season and something that i think People overlooked about your personality uh, this season. You're very charitable. You're very good to fans, and you're giving a hundred. He's giving a hundred percent of the proceeds. Friendship bracelets. I like you. Just kind of skipped over that, and I just think that's a very important part. 100% is some... Of the proceeds, like
0: uh, whatever yeah. it costs me, every, what every fucking thing that revolves around this is going to the charities. Right. And if it keeps doing well, I'm going to keep doing it because that's if you can tangibly help people. Mm -hmm. Like that's what we need to do if you can tangibly do something good in the world and kind like fuck this internet shit Like let's let's do something to actually change it I don't know but the internet helps, right the internet helps when and how it can but let's actually use it to help How it should you know the internet's a powerful place and if we use it the right way we could do good in the world But if we use it the shitty way then it can also bring a lot of like hatred and like unnecessary fucking negativity
1: Okay, so let me ask you this question from Dead Skull uh, Chick, but I know a lot of people want to know it uh, as well. Paul, can we expect new music and a tour from your band? Any other music videos in the works? Love, love, love you. Okay, so um, I've been, obviously,
0: I mean, I'm, I've been a little quiet with social media and stuff, but I've been busy as shit. So the band is doing super, super good. Now we're in like phase two. We're writing new music. Uh, we're going to come out with new imagery, uh, everything new. Uh, Our management is on top of it. We have potential deals left and right, and we're really just honing in, focusing on the sound, the image, and moving forward. You can expect a tour, I'm gonna shoot and say maybe in the springtime, but we're definitely, like, we're busy. We're writing, we're doing stuff, it's great. Um, I'm doing a lot of personal projects on my own as well. So, uh, between YouTube videos, uh, different covers, um, all sorts of stuff that's happening as well. And with Dead Skull Apparel, I'm releasing a winter and a spring collection um working on that Uh, yes for all of you asking i do hands if there's a signature on a note it's from me um all the handwritten notes that are signed with paul it's all me if it's not me you'll get like a team dead skull or something if i'm not around or if i'm not in the office but i try to respond to every single uh, you know i see you guys leaving me notes when you order i personally read all of them i answer to all of them so i'm busy doing real life shit to get back to you guys i know i don't answer all your tweets and messages But I'm tangibly trying to get to people who are either writing me fan mail or that are, like, supporting me buying – like, that's insane. Like, they're paying money to ideas that I have. Like, I have to personally thank them. So don't feel ignored. I'm just overwhelmed with people pulling me left and right between fans, opportunities, this person, friends, family. Like, it's just, like, everybody's trying to take a piece of ball, and I'm at the same time trying to, like, keep my sanity, So which is far gone, but it's fine.
1: It's fine. I I have faith that you're going to make it through. Let me ask you this. Uh, It's the question we ask everybody uh, as we wrap this up. From our town, he wants to know, Paul, what is something, this is your second time playing, what is something that you learned um, about yourself this second time coming out of the game that you might not have known about yourself when you started Uh, going into Big Brother this season. So is there anything that you learned about yourself from this journey of Big Brother that you didn't know before this go-round?
0: Are we talking about, like, season 19 specifically?
1: Sure. season. I mean, if you want to say uh, the whole entire experience, because I don't think we asked you this last time, that's good, too. I'd say more so for the whole entire experience, because
0: as a philosopher, as somebody who loves philosophy, studied philosophy, like, currently lives life through different philosophical theories and concepts, um... It's a, I learned a shitload. I learned so much about myself with the Big Brother experience, which is probably why I like it so much because there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned to value time. I learned to value being like actually present in the things that you do. I learned to value the people around you, um, the people that actually care, the people that actually make an effort. You learn to appreciate things more uh, or you learn to not appreciate it. It just depends how you reflect. But, as far as, as, as me, I just started to appreciate people more, things more, the little things, the moon, the stars, my everyday routine. Um, just like these intimate and like, I don't know, these moments that you bypass, that you're just like, oh, that's whatever, toss it to back. It's the little moments of life or like just the regularities of life that make it so special, that make it so wonderful. And it doesn't, it, take, it took taking that all away from me from a period of time and then spitting my right back at it for me to go, holy fuck! Like I never paid attention to like how awesome this thing actually was because I was so caught up in thinking fifty steps ahead, like the Big Brother house, you know. And putting, getting back, tossed back into the real world where everything is kind of slow, it teaches you like, hey, you don't have to think fifty steps ahead. Be present in the moment and embellish and love like everything you're around right then and there because you're not always gonna have it. It's limited. It's it's gonna go away and you don't know when. So I've learned to really appreciate, respect, and time time and the time spent here
1: perfect i love it all right paul i want to give you full screen now you have thousands of fans watching you live right now here i want to give you full screen to say whatever it is you want to say to all of your fans that are in this chat room right now watching you go ahead
0: all right anyway what's up guys um Thanks for uh, checking this out. I hope I answered some questions. I'm sure I'll answer more as time goes along. But please don't feel like I'm ignoring you or forgetting you. I'm just I'm just busy and trying to soak up my uh, all the fun shit I do in real life. So I uh, hope you guys I guess had fun on the journey of watching me a second time, or didn't, or felt a certain way, or didn't feel a certain way, whatever it was. I guess uh, thanks for watching. And if you do care, and you you know I have my fans out there who support like Dead Skull Apparel and Strange Face and all the things I do. That's fucking awesome, dude. Just know that I read all your all your letters, all all the comments you made, like wet at night, Snapchat, like when I respond to you guys, I truly enjoy talking to you and like all the things you guys say to me are really uplifting. And it's it's almost like bizarre to see that I can make an impact on so many people because it was a dream. It was always a dream to like want to do something that was, I guess, bigger bigger than yourself, or like create things or or inspire people in a certain way. So you guys telling me that. Or when you guys write to me and tell you that I taught you or inspired you to study philosophy or do this or not give a fuck about this or or, that's all so rad. And I can't put into tangible words how it makes me feel because it's it's just amazing. It's incredible. I don't know. But thank you again for all your support.
1: Well, they love it. They love you, Paul. Where do you want people to follow you on social media? So obviously Dead Skulls tweets on Twitter Dead Skull tweets on t-
0: Twitter, um, Dead Skull on Instagram, Dead Skull snaps on Snapchat, uh, Dead Skull Apparel is the Instagram for the clothing brand, deadskullapparel.com, uh, Strange Faces LA for music, and I think I, my YouTube is like Dead Skull TV or some shit like that. I have like, <laughs> a few thousand subscribers, but I haven't released anything yet, but I'm going to start doing different like talks and
1: uh, events. I don't know. I'm
0: going to do shit on YouTube, I guess, but we'll see what happens.
1: Okay, and I'm going to put the link to all of Paul's stuff below this. Uh, all of his social media's will be below this video on the edited. Quickly, Paul, do, do you have fan meet and greets planned? Um, So I've had a lot of those things come
0: to me, and um, I, I'm just really busy in this moment working right. on all these projects, getting back to family, working on Dead Sculpture, working on music. Um, I am going to set up certain things when I can and how I can, but I want to do it like where it's like easily accessible to everyone. I don't wanna just do it in like a bar where people have to go get, like I wanna do it somewhere that's like, a, I, something creative, something cool, something fun that I'm. everybody can just go and figure out. So I'll definitely be setting some stuff up, it's just time, <laughs> I'm doing a million things at once, so I'm trying okay. to do what I can when I can. Uh, but every time, if I'm out and you notice me, please come and say hi to me. I love when you guys do that, don't feel like you're bothering me, don't feel like
1: anything, like let's have a conversation, don't be afraid to come up to me it's it's great Well, that about wraps up our show for now. Don't forget, come back tomorrow if you guys are interested uh, in hearing what Whistlenut has to say, our final of the um, postseason interviews alone. But we also have the couple shows coming up, we have Kevin's show coming up, and of course, the contest where we're looking for new hosts. So again, I will tell you, if you guys are excited, if you guys think you could host a show, start getting your ideas together, because I'm going to want a video of why you think you'd be a good host. And what you would do on your show. So get ready. I mean, bloggers too. If you want to blog, there's already a spot for you to go on the uh, website and put in if you want to be a blogger. But, you know, there's that stuff too. Of course, we could not do all of this without the financial support of people like you guys. So consider becoming a patron at yourrealitorecaps.com slash patron for all of the exclusive bonuses that, um, quite frankly, I would love to give to all of you. But I just... Try and find a way to give back to the people who financially support because really without them there would be no free shows at all. But if Patreon isn't your thing, you can always do one-time donation at UrialityRecaps.com slash PayPal. It truly is a great way to help support our shows. We will see you guys all tomorrow. I hope you guys are loving these. Let me know. Share the shows. You now. iTunes. YouTube. Comment. Let me know what you guys think. Um, Share the shows with friends. Great ways to help support us too. See you guys all uh, on the patron show right now or tomorrow with Whistlenut. Bye for now, everybody. Bye.